0: So far we've looked at how we start to make space for the things that matter most. Things like work and money, how to create space to rest and really listen to God through His Word and in prayer. And one of the reasons why this is so important is because it really is all about our heart. We need to make space to actually pay attention to our hearts and care for them well. See. I hope you understand when I say heart, I'm not talking about the thing that pumps blood through your body, but really the center of who you are, the very controlling center of your life. Proverbs teach us in Proverbs 4, 20, that we should take care of our heart, that we should watch them closely. Verse 20 says, My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Verse 22, For they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Another version says, Guard your heart, for from it flows all of your life. See, here's the thing that we need to hear is that our heart is, is like the compass that sets the direction of our life and like the engine that drives us toward what we long for, what we want. We need to learn how to guard our hearts. We need to learn how to examine our hearts. And then we need to look to Jesus to renew our hearts. See, we're not outside in beings, we're inside out beings. we, We live a life that flows from the inside out. And so we've got to stop and pay attention to what's coming out of our life. Jesus says it this way in Matthew 12 34 and 35. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents directed me in the way I should go by teaching me the value of knowing God's Word and obeying it and they reminded me to go to Jesus regularly. However, it wasn't until I was 21 that I actually surrendered my life to Jesus. The the day He broke in and woke me up to who He is and delivered me from my sin and changed my life forever. I'm thankful for my parents raising me the way they did. My mom told me to be very careful about the friends I have. And that's wisdom. We do need to watch out for the companions we surround ourselves with. But she used to give this illustration of me standing on a table and she'd say, "Jeff." You're on the table, and your friends are down below, and they're all trying to pull you down. And the reality is, you can't lift them up. It's going to be far easier for them to pull you down. Now, there's some truth to that, but I think what was missing was me. My friends weren't the problem. My heart was the problem. See, when when I'm lured away into evil, when I'm Move to do things that are wrong, it fundamentally isn't someone else's fault outside, it's my heart. That's exactly what Jesus is saying, is that it's the, the good person that produces good things, it's a heart that is good, that loves God and loves His Word, and has been changed by the Spirit that produces a life that looks like the life God wants to give and produce. The real problem was not out there. The real problem was in here. I needed to pay attention to my heart. I needed to guard it. I needed to watch over my heart. I needed a heart change. And not only did I need a heart change, but now as I'm growing more and more in the ways of wisdom as I follow Jesus, I need to regularly examine my heart. I need to regularly ask myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? What is it that's driving me to the things I pursue? You know, Proverbs has a lot to say about sexuality and specifically watching out for sexual immorality. I regularly meet with men who are struggling with pornography. So often they're used to people meeting with them and just using guilt or shame to try and get them to change their behavior. But that's not the real problem. It's not just what they're looking at, it's why they're looking at it. It's the heart that's driving it. And so I'll often ask, what is it you long for? What is it you're hoping for? What is it you're believing that's driving you to these things? Some men have told me it's because they want to feel in control. If they're real honest, they feel out of control in most of life. And this is the one thing where it gives them a sense that they have power over something. Others, as I've drawn out their hearts, have said, I just feel like I work so hard and I, I just deserve something in life. They feel entitled and there are other men as they work through it they're just looking for a sense of intimacy that they could be close to someone. Now, the problem is, is we all know that pornography can't give them any of those things but as we go after the heart and examine it and draw it out we get to be honest about why we do what we do. Several years ago my wife noticed that I'd become pretty cold to her, to others. She Knew, knew me better than anyone, and she knew something had changed. She knew me uh, when I was young and in my 20s with passion and love for people. But she had watched me grow cold, not only towards others, but to her. She asked, what happened, Jeff? Where did you go? You're not the same. And I, di- I didn't know how to answer that, but I took seriously this passage I wanted to watch my heart and say, God, what's going on? And I invited him like the psalmist did, search me and know me. Check out my heart. God, help me. See, we don't examine our heart on our own. We ask the Spirit of God to come alongside of us and point out those desires, those longings, those disappointments, those losses. For me, as I began to interact with the Spirit, He revealed to me that I had had people betray me. I had people turn on me, I had people hurt me. Sure, I've hurt people myself, but I hadn't paid attention to how much that hurt me. I hadn't taken the time to really grieve. The Spirit took me to the passage and where Jesus is speaking on the mountain and He says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I remember the Spirit really convicting my heart. Jeff, you keep... Dealing with pain in a way that isn't honest. You just stuff it down. You deny it. You act like it's no big deal. You even use good theology like, well, it's a broken world and people hurt each other. And that's just the way it is. But you're not being honest about what it's done to you. You're not being honest about how badly you need my help. I remember the Spirit saying, it's time to grieve. It's time to take seriously your heart. I told my wife that and she said, okay, when we go away on our next vacation, let's set aside a couple days for you just to get away. Let the Spirit of God direct you to those places throughout your life where you've been hurt and wounded and betrayed and you never really took it seriously. You never acknowledged how much it hurt before God. You never invited him in to comfort you where you are grieving. So we decided to do that. We went away on the vacation, came back, walked in the, the door with the suitcases to our home in Tacoma and, As soon as I put the suitcases down, she looked up, she said, wait a minute, you never went away. You were supposed to go away and grieve. And I said, oh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll do it another day. And she said, no, this is too important. This is your heart. She said, you need to leave now and go do what you're supposed to do. I said, what, are you serious? She said, yeah, get a hotel room, do whatever you got to do, get away and let God take care of your heart. And I booked a room, that moment took off spent that night and the next day in a hotel and just walked through all the places in my life where my heart had been deeply wounded. And I never talked to God honestly about the pain that I went through. And I experienced him bring comfort and healing. See, we don't just guard our hearts and examine our hearts, but we've got to invite God to renew our hearts, to bring healing to the places that we've been deeply wounded by others. So I've learned to ask several questions now when I engage in this process of examining my heart. I'll ask, what am I believing right now? What am I believing about God and what He's like? What am I believing about what He's done? What am I believing about who I am as a result? What am I believing in this moment? See, that's how we we guard and examine our hearts and invite God to renew, because some cases we're believing the wrong things and we need to to invite the Spirit to apply the Word of God to renew our minds, to transform us because we're hearing wrong things, believing wrong things, and we need to hear the truth. But another question I'll ask is not just what am I believing, but what am I feeling? What kind of emotions am I experiencing? See, I hadn't been paying attention to the fact that I've been experiencing a lot of grief, a lot of pain because of betrayal and loss. Maybe that's what you need to begin to do. Say, what have I been feeling lately? What am I feeling right now? God gave you feelings as an indicator of what's going on in your heart. Pay attention to them. And then lastly, what am I longing for? What is it that I want? What is it that I think this will give me? What is it that this behavior is promising to produce in my life? If I do this, what will I get from it? Pay attention to your longings because the desires of your heart are directing the actions of your life. So the beauty is God wants to come in to your heart. He wants to bring healing to those places where you've been wounded. He wants to transform your desires so that you desire the things He wants. He wants you to have his, His ability to see what is really good, what is really right, what is really lovely. My hope in this whole study that you're going through is that you would take seriously your heart and you'd begin to make space to examine it as you Guard it with all vigilance. And then as you examine it, you would invite God to renew it and transform it. When that happens, we start to experience what wisdom really produces. It produces life that flows out of the abundance of a heart transformed by God.